right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is our live recording from Art House Theaters in downtown Las Vegas on Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. After all these years since Grindhouse back in 2009, the fake trailer is finally a real movie, and we had a really fun time at this screening and talking about it. Joining me are Jason Harris, Michael Keane, and Jimmy Gonzalez. All have been guests on the show before. Really happy to have them all back, and we get into a lot of great pieces here on this one. Lots of spoilers, too, so keep that in mind. But uh, yeah, with a slasher, you kind of have to get into the spoilers, because I mean, who did it? Who done it? You know, you gotta... You gotta you got to talk about that, too. So lots to talk about in this one, but that will be coming up in a second. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And with that said, I just want to give one more thanks to Art House Theaters for having us out, and thanks to everyone who is there in the audience, and let's get to our conversation about Thanksgiving. All right, well, thank you everybody for sticking around. We are, of course, about to talk about the movie we just watched, but I am David Rosen. I'm the host of the Piecing It Together podcast, and what we do is we talk about a movie through the lens of what other movies might have inspired it. So we're obviously going to get into a lot of slasher movies tonight, but uh, also maybe some other stuff from all over the place. But before we get into Thanksgiving, I do want to introduce my guests, starting right here with Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. He's a comedian. He's a filmmaker. Jason, say hi to everybody. Hello. Jason, you're going to have to give him a little more. Hello. Hello. Let's go. Let's do I, The mics are only on here. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You're going to. Nuncia, you know. Boisterous. Yes, boisterous. boisterous. And I know you can do it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Jimmy Gonzalez right next to him, also a filmmaker, a DJ. Uh, does events over at Nightmare Cafe. Jimmy, yes. welcome. Hi. Hey, glad to be back. Thanks. Yes, absolutely. We had you on the uh, Evil Dead one, which oh, was yeah. a lot of fun. That was actually our uh, 300th episode of this podcast. Oh, nice. which... Well, that was nice to be a part of that. And yeah. Nice to be a part of this. Thank you. Absolutely. And then over there, we've got Michael Keane, filmmaker, YouTuber, uh, been on these live shows more than just about anybody. Uh, I don't know how the fuck that happened. I don't know. It just keeps happening, but we'll see. I'm yeah. sure we'll get you back again, right? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see I don't know. Happens. I walk home from here, so I could die tonight. Who knows? <laughs> you could um, even if you don't walk home from that's here. That's actually, that's true. Yeah. Any of us could die at any moment. And Most deaths happen in movie We should be thinking theaters. about that at all times. Yeah. It is a rough neighborhood. <laughs> Um, yeah, hi. Yeah. I, I make movies. Yes, yes, you do. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into Thanksgiving now. And usually when we do these live shows, I like to uh, just kind of, we call them puzzle pieces, the movies or TV shows or any kind of media, really, that we think might have influenced what we just watched. And I like to throw one out right away, just for anybody who's in the audience here that has never listened to the podcast before. So uh, we decided ahead of time. Uh, that Machete would be our first puzzle piece because to take one of these fake trailers from 2009's Grindhouse and, uh, you know, feel like it could actually turn into something that would be worthwhile to see in a movie theater. Now, this movie definitely took a different approach than Robert Rodriguez did with Machete. It, it kind of updated it. It didn't try to continue to capture the vibe of, like, 
you know, the exploitation, the 70s or early 80s kind of uh, feel of what they were trying to do with Machete uh, and what they were trying to do with the Thanksgiving trailer. But uh, I think based on the reaction we all kind of had, um, you know, to good effect, though. So uh, are you a fan of those movies, uh, the Machete movies, Jason? I mean, I like Grindhouse movies from the 70s, Machete. I like the... Uh... Well, the two of was Planet Terror and was the better of the two than Grindhouse, I thought. Certainly so, the more fun. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I, yeah I'm going to just say it. It was oh. not a great Tarantino outing from that one. So. Oh, you're breaking my heart. Well, that's okay. So, but uh, yeah, both? no, this this definitely had more of that 90s teenage slasher feel, right? Early right. 2000s. So, mm. and it was pretty effective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, what about you? Yeah, actually, I mean, honestly, I heard. Uh, I heard an interview with Eli Roth, and he mentioned that they were, um, you know, kind of updating it a bit. And I, my kind of, my heart broke a little bit because yeah. I was hoping they would go the the old school grindhouse feel. But I know that was a smart decision to do with with today's, you know, the the, the viewers of today and stuff because grindhouse was kind of a flop, and they did try yeah. uh, to bring that back. But that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. So I'm glad I did hear that because I was I came in with the mindset of it was going to be something more updated, and since I came in with that mindset. I enjoyed it a lot more, but if I would, I was expecting the gritty grindhouse vibe, and um, yeah, since I didn't get that, it's okay. But I, I enjoyed what what he put up. Yeah, you know. no, absolutely. And also, speaking of flopping, I mean, Machete didn't exactly yeah. uh, blow down the box office either. So, uh, you know, even though it's a cool idea for cinephiles like us, like it's not exactly going to translate to right. you know big box office. But uh, Michael Keane, you are a, uh, a fan of Death Proof over there, I guess. Oh yeah, Death Proof fucking slaps. Man. Yeah. I liked it more the second time, honestly. I think maybe it'll eventually just keep growing on I, me. I do but... think it was probably the wrong film to start the double bill. I think sure. it probably should have ended on Planet Terror. Yeah. Um, hmm. Although, I mean, I remember being in theaters for that. Not a lot of people in the theater, but a lot of people didn't see Death Proof when, they, when, <laughs> yeah, when Grindhouse yeah. came out. Yeah, after the trailers, like, well, actually, before the trailers, they all left, right? Yeah. Like, no, stay, stay. Everybody started leaving as soon as Planet Terror was over, yeah. and yeah. a lot of them didn't come back. <laughs> there were two machetes, right? Two there yeah. were. They actually so, managed to do a second. And yes. both were yes. terrible. So, <laughs> so now there's three movies that are owed to the trailer, which yeah. makes it the yeah. trailer section more successful than the Basically, the two films and if there. you count Hobo with a Shotgun, which uh, that was right, right. a, that like... Was, they screened that in the Canadian uh, uh, screenings. Yeah, and I think yeah. it was part of a contest, right? Like, it right. wasn't one of the yeah, main trailers, I, but... Yep. They did a whole... And that was a, it was crazy, because they had, like, all these trailers from all over the place being submitted, and there were different ones in Canada. I think... I want to say right. that Hobo with a Shotgun was Canada. Right. Um, and Jason then Eisner. it... There for on YouTube back when YouTube sucked less, uh, there was this whole just like army of grindhouse trailers, and uh, there was one. Uh, oh, I'm gonna get it wrong because I'm again, but it was like <laughs> SS troopers of the apocalypse or something. Mm -hmm. It was so fucking sick. Yeah, and uh, I think two or three of them also screened with Hobo with a Shotgun I, I, and like I, a limited. I believe it was like an Alamo Draft House did some kind of um, a contest or something. That's what I heard. Right. Was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there was yeah. several, and I, I guess the the Hobo with a Shotgun is the one that's kind of won the best, uh, you know. And then they got, it won its place to be in the Grindhouse trailers. Right, they're, they're right. The, yeah. Well, I want to dig into Thanksgiving, but before we do, just one other question, and then we'll, we'll get there. Um, as far as the other trailers that were part of, of 
the whole Grindhouse experience. Uh, Don't, of course, uh, yes. you know, was was hilarious. Um, and then uh, what was it? Uh, Werewolf, Werewolf Women of yep. the SS. That was yeah. Rob Zombies. Yeah. yeah. Do you think yes. uh, either of those could work like uh, this? I, I I mean, I would like to see it because I love Rob Zombie mm-hmm. and I would watch anything he puts out. But honestly, that one didn't grab me as much. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they were given the chance, I'd be there. Let yeah, check it out. Don't was Edgar Wright. Right? Don't, don't was yes. Edgar Wright. Yeah. So I mean, he made a Baby Driver, and that had less dialogue than Don't did. So <laughs> yeah, I think sure. he could probably yeah. pull off Don't. I think Don't was the funniest one of yeah, the bunch. Yeah, so. well, I think I think Don't. The thing with Don't is it's the worst one as far as right uh, being able to carry a movie because it's yeah. not really a movie. It's a it's, gag. It's yeah. one. It's one yeah. very very fucking good gag. Good yeah. Joke, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's one of the best of the of the trailers. But I would say the, like you'd have. I mean, it wouldn't. It would be like slapping the word "don't" on any <laughs> movie that's aping those films. Sure. But this is the one we were all waiting for. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is oh, the this one. Is, yeah. This and, is the one with the clearest concept. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, Eli Roth, he waited for the right moment. I, I don't know if this was the right moment, but I think it could have been a couple. He was a little few years late, but um, yeah, this is the one everyone's been bugging him about. So. Whenever I, I watch know. something like this, I'm always shocked that we're seeing it in the theater now. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like, hey, it's a Thanksgiving weekend. We're dropping it on Netflix or Apple TV. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. I'm so glad I got 90 minutes movies. long. That's a nice sweet spot. Yeah. Not yeah. too often anymore. I know. Oh, yeah. Perfectly structured, too. Oh, yeah. my God. I just was nice and well, smooth. I'm, I'm goes kill to kill. Just, yeah. I, I think that it's genius. That I mean, he, he said it. It's like there was never anything between Halloween and Christmas. And from now on, what good or bad, this film, it's always going to be played and talked about and probably sequelized the death. You know, I, I think it's ne- it's not going to go away. Yeah, got I, it. I think you're right. Let's start getting into some puzzle pieces. Uh, Jason, what do you got first? Well, I think I, I have other pieces that I was going to start with, but I'm going to go off of Jimmy because there are, you have to credit other Thanksgiving movies that might be few and far between. But like, you know, we just did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles on Awesome Movie Year, which is, okay. I guess, what you would say like is a thanksgiving classic now you watch right. it every year you know? oh yeah so i mean uh home for the holidays the holly hunter movie that's a great movie so there are a few of those kind of thanksgiving i think grumpy old men ice storm so you gotta like uh kind of lean into that holiday right yeah. there so this right. will join that canon but uh, i'm gonna take those uh thanksgiving movies including uh charlie brown thanksgiving <laughs> we can all eat jelly beans for uh dinner tonight yeah. or what yeah yeah Throw Krisha in there for a nice heavy one too. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I, the 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 title is totally evading me right now. Um, it was originally called Slasher, uh, with God, with the twins. Someone's screaming out. What's the Thanksgiving Blood film? Rage. Blood Rage. Yes, thank wow. you. Okay. Blood Rage is like, it's it was the Thanksgiving movie, and I, it was it, and it, it still is. I watch it every Thanksgiving. It's due to come. I'm going to be watching it soon, but Blood Rage is. Uh, the one that they kind of deem the Thanksgiving movie, but I think Eli Roth, like I said, good or bad, took that over. So it's a good double bill. Are you familiar with Blood Rage? I'm not. That's interesting. I'd, I'd love oh. to see it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Blood Rage is uh I think hilarious. that might still be my favorite Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, that, movie. Yeah, that, like I said, that's the one that uh, was, t- was creeping up, and it was starting to become that cult Thanksgiving film, and uh, it still is. I mean, Joe Bob featured it on the, the, on the drive-in. And oh, nice. And it's got the arrow release and the whole deal. So, yeah, yeah definitely check it out. Does I'll anyone watch. else have a Thanksgiving movie that we could watch, like Dutch? <laughs> yeah. Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christi, are, Krista or uh, Christy? 
Christy. No, that's the one. He, did you mention Christy? I mentioned no, Christy. There was another yeah. one called Christy. Okay. Which is a, um, a female uh, protagonist. She's in a, in a college dorm, and there's someone who's killing. Uh, it was during Thanksgiving. Everyone leaves the, the dorm for Thanksgiving weekend, a uh, college, and she's alone on this campus, and there's this killer who's killing everybody who are like called Christies, who are kind of like, you know, the cheerleader type, the, you know, so it's, yeah, it, that was a really good slasher. Check okay. that one out, yeah. Nice, so I, those sound so there's, great. Th- there's some out there. Yeah. But like I said, with Thanksgiving and the title, I mean, that's it. It's yeah. number one, whether it's good or bad. Just take <laughs> over, just just yeah. go right on in there. But uh, Michael, what do you got for your first one? Um, well, so this is one of those movies where I was really um, excited throughout trying to figure out who was the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I called the sheriff fairly early on, mm-hmm. but then it still kept like throwing these, like I, I thought for a while that, um, oh gosh, um, oh, the black football player. Um, yeah. Scuba? Uh, scuba. scuba. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought scuba might be like the son of the security guard or something. I thought the security um, guard too. Yeah. yeah. And then it was only when scuba was like fully out where I was like, okay, but he could also like have a kid or something. Like there could be fucking something else, because uh, he was there's constantly throwing those down. Anyway, I love killer cops. Is the point of that diatribe? <laughs> and so I'm going with Psycho Cop Returns mm. because that cop also had a sense of humor. And um, yeah, it was kind of arbitrary. Again, yeah. I I got. I mean, it's the like '90s slashers, but I'm gonna go with Psycho Cop Returns. Yeah, every single '90s slasher, like keeping you guessing, is like the whole fucking point basically yeah. it's like it could be anyone at any time and it just keeps changing and they keep throwing little red herrings out there and so uh but yeah th- this this guy did have a good sense of humor lots of little one-liners and quips yeah. and stuff yeah. which is so ridiculous but it's exactly kind of what you want going into this thing so yeah fun fun stuff i i've never seen psycho cop returns oh, is it, it's, so it's good. a good one it's so fucking funny it's yeah. just this cop killing these uh guy these uh, people in an office building who are like Throwing a party off hours, I think. Fantastic. And uh, it's very silly. Yeah. And has like some crazy shit going. It's oof. Yeah. Oof. Goosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'll go for my first one. Uh, I'm going with um, combination, really, of the original My Bloody Valentine and Mm -hmm. the 3D remake uh, from what was it, 2006? I don't know, somewhere Uh, in there. Yeah, yeah, but basically the. You know, obviously, you take the original, you know, you're going with something that's holiday based and, you know, in, introducing a slasher into a holiday party situation. Um, also, you got axes. So, you know, you got that, too. But uh, then with the, with this remake, you're kind of just getting like the broad strokes of like what made that movie what it was mm-hmm. and just saying like, OK, well, we, we got a couple of little elements to throw on the poster. Otherwise, it's just a slasher like and it seems like in turning this from that whole exploitation thing from the trailer into uh, more of like a late 90s, early 2000s kind of slasher movie, it's almost like Eli Roth like remaking his own thing, like a later on version of that thing. And uh, so you're kind of getting both, the best of both worlds kind of in right. the original and the sequel remake thing. So, um, yeah, is- and I think that movie's fun, the 3D remake. I mean, I know it didn't get good reviews at the time, but I always thought it was pretty good. Oh, it was fucking rad. I, yeah. remember, I was, like, practically applauding in the theater. Yeah. I was in my happy place. Nice. Hell yeah, yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I was thinking of My Bloody Valentine, but then I instantly jumped to the remake because it seemed like the way they, in My Bloody Valentine, the, he, they, they kind of, like, did the same gags, and then, like, they kind of rushed through them, and I feel like 
this was the same thing. It's like a lot of these gags, Eli Roth kind of like, he, he didn't have any patience. I didn't think there was enough tension or like, or, or you know, like like with the the trampoline thing. Like mm-hmm. they just rushed through that scene, and I know that that was a throwback to the trailer. And I'm just surprised that they didn't take their time a little bit more like that. But I'm like, I think that the, today's younger viewers and stuff, you know, kind of like impatient and want to get right to it. But I was just surprised that they rushed through that scene so quick. Um, hmm. But that's not necessarily peace. It's more of a, <laughs> a, a, a critique. Yeah. yeah, no, no, for sure. And yeah, I, I wonder if like he had trouble doing some of the stuff he wanted to do. Like if just, you know, an R-rated movie can't quite get away with some of that stuff right now. Like, I don't know, yeah. because, yeah, I mean, obviously they did it in a much, you know, less graphic way and like, yeah. you know, other moments from the, uh, the oh, fake trailer so weren't as bad either. Oh, I'm so mad that McDreamy didn't fuck a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> with Eli Roth's head on it. Yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, right. where, where was that scene? I, this was almost a five-star movie. Mm-hmm. Almost, but yeah. no fucking a turkey with Eli Roth's head? Yeah. Mm. Well, Four stars. <laughs> yeah, they definitely pulled back, but uh, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jason, what do you got next? So I'm going to stick with holiday stuff right now. And I mean, obviously, uh, Halloween has to be the holiday of choice for slasher and horror movies. We covered uh, Trick or Treat on uh, Awesome Movie Year. And that has a lot of things that you can see here where they're trying to track the killer here at the parade and mm-hmm. there they're trying to track him while everyone's out at night in different costumes. Uh, there are some definitely gnarly kills in there and there's like a whole kind of, you know, lore around the stories there. So I felt like the lore there and then this is Plymouth, Massachusetts and the lore of Hocus Pocus in Salem, Massachusetts, got me my Halloween mashup yeah. to get yeah. here with uh, Thanksgiving. There is a lot of lore here in this movie. Yeah. Like it almost doesn't need it, but it's in there, and I think it's better yeah. off for it. I think it's you know gives you something to chew on, you know, more than just some gnarly kills and a couple of jokes. And like, yeah, they they really pack it in there. And Trick or Treat's a great example of that. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Trick or Treat fans over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was rad. I heard yeah. They're doing another one too. I'm looking, that sounds exciting. Yeah. yeah. That, what was that? 2007, Jason? Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while since we got that, but uh, yeah, for sure. And that took like forever to come out too. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, Jimmy, what do you got next? Well, we can go on and on about slashers, but I mean, let's talk about what inspired the slashers, which the, the Italian Giallo films. Mm. And to see uh, the black gloves, I was all about it. And the mass killer, and then of course the whodunit. The whole, uh, you know, all the all the tropes uh, all come alive in this film, and yeah, I, no I really, J&B. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, no J and B, but uh, but uh, I just, I always love to see a masked black love killer. Yeah, and uh, I, I know Eli is a big fan of those, and uh, he definitely brought that love into this film. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I would say as a little bit of a criticism here, um, I, we talked about this on the last uh, live show that we did, Michael, um, but. The look of the whole thing, you know, mm. is kind of one of, I think, the bad points here. Oh, I disagree. Actually. Really? Yeah, I actually. Good? Well, I think the image was a little dim, but yeah. I'm not going to talk shit about her. No, but there, you're right. Um, there's definitely some dark spots where you're like, what is this guy looking for? Yeah, but I think if that was projected at the correct um, luminosity, uh, <laughs> then, uh, then it's pretty good. Like, <clears throat> composition-wise, uh, pretty good. Um, there's a few lame duck shots in there, but it's... Pretty, it's very well shot and very well put together. Like each scene I thought was really expertly directed. 
because it was just it was constantly setting up, paying off, creating conflict. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it never really stops. Um, I do I do wish the trampoline scene took a little bit longer. I am glad. I think it's smart that they cut out her just like just diving on it. Yeah. Um, we expected that, so it's good. Yeah. So that it. was a nice when yeah. her foot gets sliced up. That's actually yeah. it's almost worse just because you see. Uh, and you're not expecting it either. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but despite that, I don't think it felt rushed so much as it was just. It left me wanting more at times, mm. um, but I think that was just trying to be economical because it goes by at a very rapid pace. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Without, I think, feeling too fast. Like I think, you know, is it the best slasher I've ever seen? No, absolutely not. Um, but if you were to like try to teach a class on writing and directing, like just a solid, solid chunk of slasher. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a great example. <laughs> yeah, plus that class would be teaching you to make 90-minute movies. Which would be, uh, <laughs> yeah, baby. You know what? Yeah. 79 minutes. Perfect running time for any movie. You're absolutely right. You're right. Michael, what do you got for your next piece? Um, this is a stretch, as are all of my puzzle pieces every time. Um, <laughs> but Tombs of the Blind Dead. Ooh. Uh, so uh, one of those great nihilistic Spanish horror movies. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't fuck around. And... Uh, one scene that I actually I always forgot was in the movie because I always just thought about the actual like tombs portion. But there's this whole bit where they go back into the city or town or whatever, and there's this one location that's full of fucking uh, mannequins mm -hmm. uh, that gets burned down. And I was like constantly on edge that there was going to be like a fire thing. Not on edge. I wasn't freaking out. But um, there was going to be a fire scene at the um, in the like beauty, whatever the yeah. the classroom where they had the, the fucking mannequins. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I could have I could have plugged my own movie there. <laughs> God, I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> ah, but uh, anyway, uh, and there's a few giallo. I guess I should have done a giallo. Like, um, what's the Mario Bava in the Fashion House? Um, Blood and Black Lace. Yeah, Blood and Black Lace. I'm gonna do two. Blood yeah, and Black Lace. Throw it in there. And yeah, Tombs yeah. of the Blind Dead. Get an education, kids. <laughs> This is a great list. Honestly, so many things that I haven't seen many, that like I'm just so excited to watch some of these things because they just sound awesome. Like, yeah, you guys are bringing real good shit here. Oh, so. you ever seen Tombs of the Blind Dead? No. I oh, you're going to have a bad time. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I will go uh, with South Park as a puzzle piece. Um, so first of all, in the beginning, really it's two sequences. Uh, in the beginning, all the crowd like trying to bash their way in, which I guess you could also go Dawn of the Dead. But, uh, you know, just the whole crowd going, rah, 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 and all just, you know, being awful to each other. That's a, a constant refrain on South Park. But then also Scott Teneman, uh, you know, with with Eric Cartman trying to feed his dad, uh, you know, to him. Uh, you know, that's kind <laughs> of the killer's ultimate plan here is to feed the uh, the wife. So, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen that one before, though. Yeah, that's a that's a classic. Oh, that's a that's a classic. That's a classic one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ultimate Cartman evil episode. Yeah. <laughs> My son's probably saw those. <laughs> Jason, you got another dad. one? <laughs> yeah, I got I got more. I'll build on what you're saying there on um, a few of those there. Uh, by the way, for some reason on my notes, Dave, uh, whatever you just said, voice recorded. Oh, nice. That's, that's unfortunate. Good. <laughs> so, let's not do Finally that. have Over captions for this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's no, good. I took notes there. I apologize to anyone who is behind me. But um, so the beginning, the sequence. So Dave and I on his podcast, piecing it together, uh, the first of every month we drop an episode where we cover trailers of movies that are coming up, right? And one of the trailers that we covered 
was a movie called Black Friday yeah. with All Bruce right. Campbell. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, one of these mega stores open on a Black Friday. And, um, you know, I think it was like a monster or an alien invasion. It didn't execute well. Mm-hmm. But the idea is like the hysteria of a Black Friday, yeah. which that was right there. Which is a perfect setup for a horror movie. Right. It's it really it's is. great. And you could even do that as a one location thing, uh, which they tried to do and, you know, didn't do too well. Um, what you're talking about where they're feeding people other people and there's a man in the mass that 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 was original chainsaw massacre of course. Right? Yeah. yeah so yeah um so you know a great horror movie and a not great horror movie on my <laughs> next two there yeah there you go well, there's... No, another thing uh was uh krampus the opening of krampus this this pretty much gave us uh the extended uh example of that whole opening it was just the opening credits of, of krampus right right the, right the whole, uh, stomping on on the on the um the shopping frenzy and stuff yeah, no, but, absolutely. But that wasn't a piece. As far as my piece, I was thinking, uh, um, was a Christmas story, believe it or not. Yeah, I have it on my As far as, uh, you know, getting more deep into the filmmaking part, it was the cinematography. I think I think the lighting and the feel, it felt so warm and, like, cozy, like like the whole, you know, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, the holiday times. So the the, the dinner table scene, I mean, it, it, it really felt like the, the lighting of, like, Bob Clark, the way he lit... Uh, hmm. Christmas story. So I had it on my list for a completely different reason. Okay. The kill of the waitress where she is frozen to the door. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. What a wonderful kill, too, with <laughs> yeah. like putting her face in the water first. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you like when they take their time and there's like a couple of little beats yeah. to it. You know? It's also an early indication of a sense of humor. Yeah. Like you kind of, they, he kind of eases you into the comedy aspect. So by the time he does talk, it's surprising because he hasn't talked yet, but it's not really like, it's not weird. I was yeah. trying to think. I couldn't place it. It might have been Dolomite, uh, but I think it was a black exploitation film where there's a whole sequence of kills in a kitchen and like a dude gets his head into an air fryer or not an air fryer, but just a fryer. And a fry, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't remember oh, what yeah. it was, but that does there was a lot familiar. of great kills in whatever mm-hmm. movie is escaping me right now. Yeah. That no. whole massacre scene kind of reminded me also of the Jason. Was it Jason Goes to Hell? Yeah. 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 yeah the diner. Yeah. The diner kills. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that one. That was, that was <laughs> great. But Michael, uh, what do you got next? You got one more for us? Um, I'm going to go super basic bitch time. And I'm going to say one of the great underrated, uh, heavily Jalo influenced 90s slashers. Um, and probably the one I'd go to first if I was just looking at 90s slashers for this one. Uh, Valentine, which mm. is fucking so good, and people the mask should watch was it. Similar, yeah. The yeah, it has a it has the similar. That's a Cupid mask, right? Yeah, Cupid mask. Uh, in Valentine, um, which also just kind of a, you know, weird human face thing mask, right? right. Um, and uh, similar black gloves, uh, and that's again. I think that'd probably be like one as far as American '90s slashers. Yeah, that's probably the one that most executes the Jalo aesthetic. I haven't seen that one in a while. I um, had two 90s ones, but even more basic than that. I mean, Scream because of the mass yeah. killer. And uh-huh. then I know what you did last summer because we're doing a year later. In the right. Oh, yeah, a year later. That's, that's good. Yeah. You just took my last puzzle piece. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, since you took that one, uh, I was going to do I know what you did last summer because, yeah, I mean, that's ex- perfect. I was surprised it hadn't been said yet. Um, I'll also go with the House of Wax remake. Um, mm-hmm. The, re- the reason why I was thinking about that one is because, and, and I liked 
these young actors in this. I thought they were good. Like one thing I really don't like about the recent Scream movies is like all the young actors. I just I, I just don't like like no love for Jenna Ortega though. <laughs> she's fine and other things. I just don't really like her Are in that you movie. Made of stone. <laughs> but uh, I really like these actors. But they play these characters who you're just like, you know, hell yeah, just kill them. Like, kill all these people, you know? Yeah. And that was like the vibe I got from House of Wax. I was just like, just Very do unlikable. it. You know? I don't can't think, wait to see him die. Right. Yeah. I don't think anyone was upset when Evan got his head bashed in. No, not yeah. one bit. Yeah. That's also yeah. another great example of how well this works as a slasher movie because sometimes it can feel too much like you just want everybody to die. And sometimes it can feel like, you know, it's like someone's on the extra mile to make sure every single character you're just like, fuck no. <laughs> um, and in this instance, it's a very nice, hearty mix. Um, yeah. And it even like denies you some kills, like you'd expect the dad to get murdered. Sure. And he's you know fine. He just gets his moment of humiliation. Yeah. Um, and you have uh, Evan, who everybody from the very beginning was like, crush that bitch's head. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I, we got through a lot of really good stuff here, I feel like. But um, I'd love to open the floor. If anybody has any puzzle pieces, we'd love to hear from you. Does anybody have it? We see right up here. Uh, last year's Violent Night. Violent right, Night. Yeah. 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 As far as like like fun holiday-themed horror movies. like, And I feel like that... And maybe this to a degree are capitalizing a little bit on like right now all of like the kind of, uh, you know, like these monster horror things that are like, you know, like Winnie the Pooh or like, you know, any right, of that right. stuff yeah. where, it, where it's like take a property and make it violent and make a horror movie out of it. You know, um, that one seems like it fit right in. And I feel like this is we, we waited 16 years for this movie. I feel like maybe in a way this is why it's the time to finally do it. I don't think anyone waited 16 years for it. Yeah. Disagree. Uh, well, uh, I kind of <laughs> did. I've been holding on yeah, really for 16 years. Like, Where is it? We, we all wanted it, I, bought, I mean, damn, I bought the shirt before. Yeah, you look at this. Look at this. I love it. I love it. Chetty came out. I was like, so you're saying that you're saying. <laughs> 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 so I'm a Chetty too, and I'm like, so what are we doing? <laughs> uh, anybody else have any puzzle pieces for us? Right up there. Yeah, I don't think it has really anything in common with it at all. I can't do that with me, but uh, it's killing. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, right. Yeah, it has a puppet turkey. <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. A lot of great one liners. Yeah. Uh, a lot of gore. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it, actually. Yeah, okay. Well, those are yeah. definitely things that tie it to this one. So I, I think that definitely works really well. Uh, any others up there? Wait, oh, we got okay. it right back here. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, do this one. Well, you can actually never go wrong with a movie where the killer always carefully stages the bodies. So uh, with that scene that they had, the first thing I thought of was, happy birthday to me. Yeah, that was one of mine too. Oh, uh, that was one of yours too? <laughs> yeah. No, no, just the way they hold, yeah, the way they, um, the whole ending, like the, well, I wish that was the ending. I really thought that was gonna be the climax was that whole dinner scene. But uh, yeah, they, they, they just it's all led up to that moment. You know? Yeah, not to mention the both Canadian productions. Yeah. So they, they share that in common, too. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I wrote down seven for similar reasons, obviously a little different, but the usage of heads in specific ways, uh, it was either that or eight heads in a duffel bag, and I chose seven. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. <laughs> Another quick one was, was Saw. When I heard him talk through the voice, uh, I, I thought of Saw, like the, like the way Jigsaw spoke through the... the um, oh, yeah. Like I, I thought that was cool. Like a lot of times, you know, I don't really like to hear the the killer of the voice, uh, the, the voice of the killer. Mm -hmm. But the way he did it through that, I don't know what it was. Was it like a 
app or Voice something? Modulator. Yeah, modulator. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Scream, they did that too. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I, but I just thing. I thought that was a cool way of hearing him speak for the first time. Yeah, ooh, no, ooh, just to fuck yeah. with your list. Uh, Saw four, because spoilers for people that don't watch one of the greatest franchises of all time. Uh, Hoffman, the cop, it turns out is the bad guy. Wow, there you also, go. Also, like this movie, four stars. One of, the, <laughs> one of the screams had to have had uh, the cop end up being um, the yeah. last one. Yeah, was last it one. the last one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Spoilers. Yeah. And also, a, like midway through, I was like, oh, I see what the fuck you're doing here. Yeah. No, no, yeah, was it, sure. it was. Um, yeah. And also, the actor from four stars. Ah, oh, another four star. I don't agree on that one. But uh, also Pearl for another setting up the dead bodies around the table. Oh yeah. yeah so How go. about uh, the Jimmy Fallon, Rachel Drock? You are sketch from Saturday Night Live when we were all assholes from Massachusetts back in the day. Oh, um, uh, oh shoot, what's the one with uh, Ben Affleck and yeah, Dunkin' Matt Donuts? Dunkin' Goodwill Hunting. No, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill oh, Hunting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I I recently saw Departed again, yeah. and I was like, I just can't stand that damn. Sorry if there's anyone from Massachusetts, but that accent. And so as soon as they fired off that in the beginning, I was like, I can't wait to see this people die. <laughs> As someone who went to school in Boston, <laughs> Sorry. it's still pretty accurate. Yeah, pretty accurate. Yeah. Right? I thought that was a great touch too, like just how hard they went with well, the accents. Yeah, well, that's his, that's Eli Roth's hometown, and you know, the story about how this whole thing was created. Well, I guess him and his childhood friend were talking about doing this when they were like 13 years old. Yeah. And so it's happy for them to see it come come to life. Shout out to the uh, the gun salesman. Um, that that dude was hilarious. Uh, it was so funny. Oh, yeah, he was great. Yeah, with the Black Sabbath line and all that. That was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, any others? Got right up there. <laughs> um, in terms of, I guess, homages to the original Grindhouse crew for uh, Robert Rodriguez, you have the guitar case full of guns. For the Absolutely. Awesome. Hell yeah. From Desperado. Or an El Mariachi. Yeah. And then uh, for Quentin Tarantino, you have just a full screen's width of a nice lady's feet getting busted <laughs> with up butter. So. Huh. Good one. <laughs> I wish I had something better than the poster to give him because those are really good. <laughs> that, guy, uh... that guy needs his own podcast. You have a podcast? <laughs> got another one up here. Yeah. Everybody right. has a podcast. Yeah, everybody we got, does. We got so. one right there. You got Ray Hannah. Oh, what do we got right up there? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's do it. Come on. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Well, I was going to say how I liked how Eli Roth cast the father who was from the Elite Hunting Club in Hostel. Right. Oh, yeah, from Hostel. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And basically, it was an elite hunting kind of a situation, hunting all these, you know, past people. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And he, I think he was the one who wanted the, one of the Americans in Hostel. Yeah, the right? Hostel yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. That is a real guy. You're, you're all much better than me at this. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, right here, you had one, Will? Huh? What? Um, right behind you. Oh, my. Yeah. There you go. The social media movie, the um, Untraceable. Untraceable. No, Untraceable oh, was uh, with not like, that. It's the one with the uh, the kill with me or whatever, like the live website, you log in, and more people log in, the faster he kills them or something. Oh, it is Untraceable. It is Untraceable? Yeah, I, was thinking, I thought you were going with something else, but that's yeah. a really good point. Unfriended does, does that, too. too. As far, yeah. yeah. As far as the horror kill angle of it that's yeah and that was actually a, a, that was a, a great little reveal when it was uh just a phone pointed at a tv screen that was that was a good bit I was like everyone that. happy with the reveal of the killer i thought like i mean eh, right it's that, that was top, maybe the man. least I, yeah I, I i think that if you have a killer reveal that's not super surprising if the killer who it turns out to be is entertaining from that point forward and makes us like enjoy the fact that he's the killer then it's successful and so in my opinion Again, four stars. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we wrap it up, do we have one more from the crowd? 
Oh, we got one more right back here, Michael. Get, oh, God. get up there. Ah, tits. Okay. <laughs> you got a twofer here because um, obviously Eli loves the Scream franchise because if you remember Scream 3, Patrick Dempsey was a detective and they kept yeah. telegraphing Ooh, that's in that cool. he might be the guy in the ghost face mask and turn out that he wasn't. And the other thing um, was the, and this was awesome, the full length of it that they shoved the, uh, the stepmother in because it took me back to when um, I first saw Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> and one of, the, one, of the, one of the coolest joys of seeing virgins go to see that with a crowd <laughs> is that they are not expecting meatloaf towards the end of the movie <laughs> yeah. when he pulls the, the, uh, the tablecloth back in surprise. Yeah. There he is. Amazing. For num-nums. God damn. <laughs> Great Man, it, stuff. This, I, this is smoking now because that was so good. <laughs> well, those were all great ones. Uh, everybody who said some puzzle pieces for us, please, after the show, come up. We got that poster for you. Uh, but let's get into some closing thoughts here. Jason, any closing thoughts, anything you want to talk about? Here? Yeah, I'm surprised no one said Anton Chekhov because we had the axe <laughs> off the wall in Act 1, and then we got the reveal in Act 3. Uh, it's a fun movie. It's I don't think it's going to break any records. I don't eh. think anything does anymore. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I think like, you know, the kills were the most creative part of it. So that's what that's what I enjoyed the most. Uh, having a woman separated from her torso in a garbage dump was a was a nice new way to, to do it. So. Good stuff for sure. What about you, Jimmy? Yeah, like I said, I think um, this is going to be purchased. This will be Cinemixed, is which <laughs> I, I will make a video with the song. I'm not sure what song was in this. The only thing I heard was the I Know What Boys Like. I mean, that doesn't really make You always sense. get some Sabbath in there, maybe. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, and uh, like I said about the shirt, I mean, I, I think there'll be a part two, and I think maybe in the hands of somebody else, but Eli, which probably, most likely you probably will have someone produce it. I mean, he'll probably produce, have someone else direct. Sure. But it ain't going away. I think we're going to keep seeing these. Yeah. Oh yeah. Please. Oh God. Because it's sports time. Do you think it'll be another Thanksgiving thing, or will he go the Gary Marshall route and be like Secretary <laughs> State, the movie? Well, he was talking. Another thing I heard him say is he's now he's talking about Easter, but I don't. I think he was yeah. joking. I think it was a great idea. Why not? You know, I would have liked. I would have liked. I told Davis. I would have liked. Like as far as uh, after the kills, I would have yes. liked to see like a, a quick cut edit where they show the big red gory. Thanksgiving right. with just a black screen with that with voice. His voice. Thanksgiving. Because yeah. that was and his then voice. And it goes too. to the next whatever scene that's after the killing and we're, we're killing again. <laughs> well, then we're seeing the trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's the... That's that's like, but no, that would have been a good end. It would have been great. Yeah. That would have been a good end. Those beats of the trailer were just... Yeah, they were yeah. too good. That trailer yeah. was too good. If man. nothing else, when the title came up at the end, just do it then. Right, but like right, you right. know, at least well, something that. like that. Yeah, the, yeah. the end card. Something. Yeah, you for sure. Fan edit. You could do a fan edit. Yeah. Yeah, oh god, was, the end was a little. Uh, so I don't mean that. Oh, sorry. Off there. No, the end yeah, was yeah. a little strange in that, like it, it just was ended. like the dream, as opposed to like, hey, we didn't really wrap up these loose ends with some of the other characters, Brushed. or even just seeing like a Carver mask in the closet or something. Yeah. I thought more than a just a a kind of post-traumatic dream would have been uh, a better way to go yeah oh yeah like when uh, the turkey. when uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt gets pulled under the bed at the end of one of the two uh, I know you did last summers um, that sounds great yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just want to pull Jennifer Love Hewitt under a bed you monster with great taste um, Michael final thoughts 
Um, well, at the... Uh, How many stars do you get? Oh, yeah, so question. at the beginning of this film, I have to do a diatribe. Um, at the beginning of this film, there's that just amazing sequence with the great buildup to the stampede and, you know, one of those great, like, Final Destination level setups for a movie. Perfect first sequence. Um, and it ends with the sheriff bringing the gun up and firing the gun into the air. And for a split second, there's one or two frames of just red filter over that mm. image, um, setting us up, of course, that he will be the killer. Um, and what I'm trying to say is uh, gotcha. Eli Roth is a master of the language of film. Mm. And well, uh, four stars. That. I did <laughs> oh, not expect that, that's for sure. I wasn't, look I wasn't looking for cinema in this. I was looking for a popcorn, fun, holiday horror movie, and I think he delivered on that. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I, the only other thing I would say, like, I kind of brought it up when I was talking about South Park, but, like, that whole opening sequence with the, the Black Friday sequence, um, it was a really fun, like, just vision of awful, awful people, which I always love seeing in movies. I would have liked more of that. I think, you know, I was thinking of movies like Wall Street and stuff like that where, you know, greed is good and corporate is uh, the most important thing and yeah. uh, how you can just screw over anyone to get what you want like the dude's dying and they steal the waffle iron from him right like so any of those like kind of uh, rah-rah american capitalism is the uh, you know most important thing i think fit what you're talking about there absolutely well i think that does it for thanksgiving jason where can people find you yeah we do awesome movie year it's a cool podcast if uh, you like movies and podcasts uh each season, we break down why a different year was an awesome movie year. Each episode is a different movie from that year, so you're always going to get biggest hit, biggest flop, cult classic, best picture. It's a pretty cool thing. It's me, Josh Bell, the film critic, and Dave. Uh, and then uh, all over the socials, Jason Harris Comedy or Jay Harris Comedy. I'm on Letterboxd. I would love to follow you and have you follow me. Uh -huh. Go for Jason on Letterboxd. That's kind of the only social I really care about right now. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Jimmy, how about you? Oh, you could find me on Instagram at, at Spacetunes. That's S-P-A-C-E-T-O-O-N-Z. Always have to say that because no one has Spacetunes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm also on Letterboxd uh, under Spacetunes. And uh, you can find me, I, I DJ every Thursday over at the Nightmare Cafe here locally in Las Vegas. It's the horror-themed restaurant right next to the horror uh, toy store, the famous Nightmare Toys now. Uh, so uh, I DJ there. We do Nightmare Trivia and Nightmare Bingo. So what I do is I do Cinemixes. Like I said, it's a, a video. I'm a DJ where I, I basically mash up songs and films. So you can like see the music video of like, you know, 45 Grave to, you know, uh, Do You Want a Party to Return to Living Dead. And uh, it's a fun time. Every Thursday, you can catch me there. Absolutely. Michael, how many stars again? Four stars. There you go. Um, I really wish I could come see you. I always, have to, I always have to go to my movie nights. Um, movie I, this is movies. great podcast content. Here. <laughs> yeah, let's... I mean Thursdays is a hot night, man. Thursdays yeah. is, yeah. yeah. We usually do these happening. on Thursdays, but you know, I want yeah. to. I was so happy that you didn't do it on the Thursday. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would be a bad friend. Uh, yeah, this is great podcasting. Uh, you can find my movies information at manatiepartyfilms.com. That's manatee party, like party manatees. And uh, I'm on YouTube as Michael Keane. It's, it's in the podcast description how to spell it, so just use that. I'm the one that's not the faceless guitarist. You might as well promote your movie that has a mannequin head in it. Oh, right, and yeah. I made a movie called The Head <laughs> back in 2019. It was shot on consumer-grade VHS tape. Bad idea. Don't do that. 
<laughs> and uh, you can find that on uh, Tubi, one of the greatest uh, anythings ever, um, including my own parents, one of the greatest <laughs> things, period. Uh, Tubi. Tubi. Yes, absolutely. Right on. Well, uh, everybody that is here in the audience, thank you so much for sticking around and listening to us talk about the movie. Make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you so much. Hi, this is Wax Tracks Records here on 2909 South Decada. We buy all your old 45s, your old albums, any type of music memorabilia. Also, we sell music memorabilia, albums, CDs, and a lot. Come on down to Wax Tracks, 2909 South Decada, or give me a call at 702-362-4300. Thank you very much. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Thanksgiving. Thanks to my guests for joining me on that one. Thanks to everyone who came out for a really fun night. And thanks again to Art House Theaters for having us. It was a really fun one. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be doing it again soon. I'll definitely, of course, be letting you know. So keep an eye on the feed. Keep an eye on our socials. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Uh, also, we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. Lots of great stuff over there. It is patreon.com slash Rosen. If you want to support the show in that way, it is appreciated, and you get early access to lots of stuff, and I'm sure there will be a lot more uh bonus, exclusives, all kinds of things in the new year. I've got a lot of music things planned for it, too. So uh, keep an eye out on there. But yeah, patreon.com slash Rosen. Check it out. So I always close these with a piece of music. And I was trying to think what would be a good uh, fit for this. I know I've played the song Cut Open from my album An Unseen Sky many times before, but we're talking about carving things, cutting things open. Yeah, it fits kind of. So let's play Cut Open. That's a good one. Uh, we'll close out with this, and we will be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.